Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Mike check one two, Guard your girl boxing. Monday night, uh, pardon me, special night podcast for this week. Wednesday night podcast. I'm your host, Cold Train. Roberto Flack will be joining me shortly. I think my man R.O.D. will be popping his head in as well. But again, this is Guard your girl boxing radio. Real talk boxing. We talk boxing. We are boxing. All that, all that fly stuff. You know, whatever you want to put type of hashtag you want to put to us. We are them, them guys when it comes to talking the sport of boxing. Um, we got a lot to get into. I mean, um, it's funny, just a couple of weeks ago, you know, the needle was kind of uh, idle, uh, if you will. Now that's, you know, it, it, it's, it's, been, it's, jump, it's been jumping. Uh, you know, we had a fight that took place, some fights that took place last Saturday with some promising up-and-coming young fighter. Uh, Fusion for Dejo, uh, uh, Terrence Crawford. Uh, we got some fights coming up this weekend. You got Saddam Ali, uh, Luis Ortiz, you know, um, uh, Jesse Vargas, I think, is fighting this weekend as well. I mean, Saddam Ali and Jesse Vargas are fighting, pardon me. Um, amongst some other, you got Julian Williams fighting, some other young fighters out there like Antoine Douglas. Um, they're all fighting on a card um, on Showtime. So we got a busy, 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 busy uh, Saturday uh, coming up for us uh, boxing, for the boxing heads out there. But as I mentioned uh, in the opening that, you know, we had some some good young fighters that took center stage Saturday night, which I think is going to be forces to be reckoned with years to come uh, in this sport of boxing. And that's Verdejo and... uh, Terrence, uh, excuse me, Terrence Bud Crawford, um, two exciting young fighters, um, different weight classes, of course. Um, but um, who knows? Maybe they may cross paths. You never know. I mean, fighters move up all the time. You never know. Um, but neither, that's neither here or there right now. Uh, both of them in their respective weight classes look very, very promising. Um, one thing I wanted to open the show up with is um, I had a discussion with uh, Garja Bros Boxing, uh, Sleep, Sleepy, um, Rada as well, a couple of my, uh, couple of the Garja Girl Boxing brethren about Terrence Crawford, and we're going to get into the actual fight itself, and you know what's 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 next for him, and you know like how we always do, we recap the fight. And then we kind of look ahead to see what's next. Um, it's funny, man. The sport of boxing, you know, we, we've seen all types of fighters um, through uh, through each decade. You know, in the 80s, I'm not going to go right back to the 70s and the 60s. I'm just kind of go with uh, modern times, you know, so to speak, 80s, 90s, 2000s. 2000s kind of broken down in, uh, into two sections. You know, you have... Um, the early 2000s, then you have uh, 2010, and from 2010 on, it starts a new decade. You, you know, every 10 years, there's a new decade. Um, parents, all right, so let's, let's, let's just go through each decade, shall we? Phenoms, guys that just came along and just kind of, you know, took the boxing game by storm. You know, you had, obviously, you had Sugar Ray, you, you know, you had that whole, uh, what do they call them, the four kings, Duran, Leonard, Hearn. You know, they kind of go in one group together. But, you know, Leonard was the guy that kind of stood out amongst the rest because he beat, all, he beat everybody, he beat all the horsemen. And he was the guy that was like the freakish talent, you know. I mean, they're all freakishly, freakishly talent. But, you know, you look at Leonard, 
you know, it just he just looks different from the rest. You know, he had the hand speed. Um, he had the dog inside of him when need be. And then you go to the 90s, late 80s, 90s, you know, you have Pernell Whitaker come along. Um, you have other people in the 80s, too. I mean, I'm just going with the obvious home run hitter guys. Just stay with me here. You know, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm college. You had, you know, you had your Aaron Pryors, you had your Julian Jacksons, you had your, you know, um, you know, you had guys like that. You know, I can go, go on and on. You know, Jordan McCullen, he was in there for a quick, quick mix. Um, you know, this is, this is all like late 80s, early 90s, right? But um, in early 90s, you know, I mean, 90s, mid 90s, you know, you have Pernell Whitaker, you have Julio Cesar Chavez. You know, you, you, know, you had these 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 blockbuster guys that were really good fighters. And then you fast forward to 2000. I'm just 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 doing this for the sake of discussion. And, you know, you had your Morales, Barreras, the guys like that. Then you have Roy Jones Jr. Obviously, James Tony. We'll put him in there. Bernard somewhere in the mix. Then you fast forward to 2000. Then you enter kind of in on the Mayweather era. You know, Mayweather, even though he turned pro in the late 90s, he kind of took the game by storm. You know, early 2000, you know, he, once he tore, tore Gotti on his first pay-per-view card. I mean, you you could kind of say Diego Corrales started it, but, I mean, when he became like a like a, a, a household name beyond the sport of boxing, uh, started, well, really, it technically started with the De La Hoya fight, but, you know, but he started making – you know, headlines in the early 2000s. So you had him come along, and obviously Pacquiao came along, Miguel Cotto, you know, Sugar Shane Mosley, you know, it's just just to name a few, <clears throat> few different guys that these were like centerpiece type of guys, you know, um, unique fighters. And now you fast forward to today, you know, you're looking through the pack. You know, some say Canelo Alvarez is that next guy. Um, I've mentioned Felix Rodeo, even though he hasn't done it really anything yet. But these are guys that look promising. Um, guys like Danny Garcia, Amir Khan, people are still kind of they're hot and cool with those fighters. So I won't, I'm not putting them in that, in that group where, People look at these fighters and hey, they can be the next guy to kind of take over the sport type of thing. And obviously, you got Andre Ward out there too, who's already proven. But he, you know, he had some promotional issues, so that kind of fell by the wayside. But Terrence Crawford is a guy who fought last Saturday. Is a guy that I personally believe is going to be a a, a, a superstar in this sport. Now, his path is going to be a little different from. The Mayweather path, and I'm not saying he's going to be good as Floyd. I'm not even saying he's good as Floyd. Um, but um, the guy can box, you know. Um, it's just little subtle things that I personally look for when I view a fighter. And how, how well one 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 key factor that I look for in a fighter. This is just me personally, Coltrane here speaking. Is how well do you make adjustments? Because in any sport. We can talk about football. You know, teams look good in the first half, and guess what? Defensive coordinators, they figure things out, and they make adjustments. So you're not able to score them as easily. Basketball, the same thing. You know, teams is able to score at will, then adjustments are made. I mean, any sport, baseball, whatever, same thing apply in boxing. Like, fighters, they compute, they compute information, they download things, and they make adjustments. And this kid here, now granted, when people are going to say, well, he's fighting smaller guys and you know, he hasn't really – so people forget that he was just a lightweight about an hour ago himself. So it's not like he's been this welterweight, just call – excuse me, junior welterweight, calling out smaller fighters. Now, granted, they are technically smarter, smaller fighters, but on the surface, they're just as, you know, just as big as he is if, if you just – if you count how many fights he's had up here. But people want – you know, we live in a microwave society, right? You know, right? We kind of live in a microwave society where everybody wants everything cooked in two minutes, and it don't work that way. Everything is a process. People have short memories. They forget. When you build a fighter, there's a process. When Miguel Cotto was first being built by top rank, they wasn't exactly putting him in a ring with piranhas. You know, he was fighting a few guppies before he got in the ring, before he started start getting in the ring with the piranhas. And that's, it's just a process how it works. 
always been that way. Nobody comes right out the gate fighting a bunch of guns. You know, there's 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 building blocks. You know, it's called building a fighter. That's the way you do things. And you know, he fought Eureka's Gamboa, smaller guy that moved up. Uh, just recently, Fort Hang Lundy, a smaller guy that moved up. You know, all these guys, they were smaller guys. But Hang Lundy's been fighting a junior also. It's not like he just moved up yesterday. You know, this is a guy, and not to mention, Terrence Crawford was promised Manny Pacquiao, but in return, he got Hang. Listen, he can only fight who they put in the ring with him. You know, there's a, there's a thing called uh, checks and balance. And the checks and balance with uh with with building a fighter, it sometimes can be frustrating on the fan base. And I understand that and I get all that. But at the same time, you have to understand and be patient and let the process play out. And Terrence Crawford is a guy that I don't know what your eyes I mean everybody's eyes is different, you know. Um shout out to um Tobias to Doctor Tobias and Kay. Um, they're my eye doctors. Um, they do they do good by me. You know, my eyes are my eyes is on point. I see things very clearly. I got twenty twenty vision. Um, I get an eye exam every six months just to make sure everything is official. And my eyes are straight. You know, I don't know where you go to the eye doctor at. I don't know how your vision is, but my vision is straight and clear. And my TVs, we you know, they're all high def here. You know, so I'm seeing things very clearly. I'm 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 I'm, I'm sure of that. And what I see is a guy that, you know, so you know, he, he's a, he's a range or a rangy fighter, and what I mean by that is, you know, he uses his jab as a range. You know, he he he, he ranges, he zeroes in on you, and he gets close and close and closer, and he will eventually walk you down and finish you off. I see a guy that has no respect for these little guys that he's fighting, so he don't mind switching off on the southpaw stance and taking a right hand. You know, everybody knows the 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 the, the southpaw kryptonite is the overhand right. He switches in the southpaw stance, putting himself in arm way. He don't have to do that. He does it because he's trying to make easy short work out of these guys, and then he's exciting to watch. You know, fans tell me they're funny. You know, one minute they'll say, um, you know, this guy isn't exciting enough. Then all of a sudden, when you get in a guy exciting, you get a guy that's exciting. You say he gets hit too much. But I news for you people, you know. Once upon a time ago, fighters did get hit. Like, there's never, you know, other than, you know, you got a guy like Pernell Whitaker, you know, you put the Willie Pep in there, obviously Floyd, you know, uh, uh, some some other guys out there, Georgie Benton, you know, from here. Even James Tony, you want to put him in just defensive kind of guys that just, you know, they set their punches up with defense. I mean, they set their offense up with defense. You know, Terrence Cross, I think he could beat any of those guys. I think he, he has the skill set to fight that kind of fight, but I just think that he's an offensive, explosive fighter. And I said this to a friend of mine. I said, he ain't lose. He may very well lose. But the thing about it is, you look at a guy like, and I brought Ray Leonard up. I, I harped on him um, purposely because Ray Leonard was a guy that had a lot of dog inside of him. And he would open up on fighters, and sometimes it could be to his detriment. You know, but that doesn't make him a lesser fighter than another guy because he chose to be more calculated and more uh, risk-free. You know, that doesn't make one fighter better than the other. Every sport, everything is broken down differently. you got guys that are dunkers and you got guys that are finger roll. You shoot layups with a, uh, that are finger roll shooters. You know, they, they read a layup off the tip of their finger rather than banging and throw it down. you got guys that are better uh, long-range jump shooters. You got guys that play with their back to the basket. There are all different types of styles of offense. The same thing implies in boxing. There's different styles. You know, this guy this guy here, he's he's a guy that can flat out box. Again, if you can't see that this guy can box, and because he takes a hit here and there, and people are saying, Well, he's squaring up when he hit, when he when he gets hit, I don't necessarily buy that as a square. Manny Pacquiao squares up when he throws punches. Terrence Crawford is more so like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a show, I'm gonna let you show your hand first, and then I'm a, um, you know, I'm gonna show mine, basically, just like a, a, a card dealer, you know, he's like he's, you know, he's a blackjack dealer, and, you know, he's 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 uh, he's putting on a clinic out there, you know, and he's and he's and he's 
and he's finishing these guys. This isn't just him scientifically breaking dudes down. Like, he's smashing these dudes. Like, he's killing them. You know, and, and I don't care if it's a seasoned fighter, a smaller fighter, a taller fighter. You could talk about postals and all these guys. My money's on Terrence Crawford because at the end of the day, I always go with the guy that's the boxer slash puncher. You know, I'm going to go with the boxer anyhow, but now you're giving me a boxer and a puncher, I'm going with that guy. But we, we'll get into a lot more of Terrence Crawford later, you know, once Roberto Flack uh, jumps on the uh, train with us. But, um, you know, it, it's just that the only reason why I wanted to open it up with this is because, you know, I was getting hit up from a few people, different people, who opinions I respect highly, and they're entitled to their opinion, and they think that, you know, that will be his detriment, his downfall of allowing himself to get hit. And they may be right. You know, you never know. You know, you never know. You, they may be right. But all I know is this. You put him in a ring with anybody that, like, you know, out of this crop of guys, you know, you look at a Broner, uh, Provotnikov, you know, some of these other guys, Like we had some technical difficulties there. Uh, my apologies. Again, this is Garfield Girl Boxing. This is Cold Train. And, um, you know, we're talking boxing here. And, you know, we're recapping what we saw last week in Terrence Crawford, uh, Verdejo. We're looking ahead to the, the cars this weekend. Um, you know, we got some, 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 some nice, nice car. We got a nice car this weekend of some good young up and coming fighters. Philly Zone, Julian J. Rock Williams. Uh, Saddam Ali versus Jesse, which is really one I'm looking forward to. That's a good one between two young fighters. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, what else we got out there? Uh, Louis, Louis Ortiz um, fighting this Saturday. So we got, we got. It, it, this is what I call a fight fans weekend. You know, if you're a boxing head, these are the type of weekends that we live for as fight fans. You know, so you know we're, we're looking ahead to there. Um, also on the news, we got Adrian Broner. <laughs> Adrian, look, people can say what they want about Adrian Broner, right? You know, and I'm for one that thinks, you know, if he he, he you know he has his shortcomings, um, I think that uh, you know, he doesn't believe in belonging in the ring with a, a guy like Terrence Crawford. But I will say this about the guy, you know, what I what I like about him, and I know people got their opinions about him, and again, I have minds about his fight game, but the guy knows how to sell himself, like. You know, this still is an entertainment business, too. You know, again, your your uh, your showmanship can only take you but so far because eventually, you know, you got to walk it like you're talking, you know. And, you know, Broner hasn't been doing a lot of walking, to say the least. So, but needless to say, like, he had a press conference this Saturday, excuse me, uh, this week for his fight coming up in a few Saturdays, uh, April 1st, well, almost at the end of, you know, next month, but... Yeah, everybody knows the story. Mayweather is promoting uh, Asheville Payne, and, you know, he's supposed to be the big bro, the Mayweather, you know. Um, and, you know, when Mayweather, when Broner lost to uh, Marcos, Marcos Madonna, you know, they was, they was like, I mean, Mayweather was, uh, as he put it, he was the shoulder that, <laughs> Roner cried on, you know, but um, you know, they've got this big bro, little bro relationship, whatever you want to call it. And Roner, after his fight with I forget who he was fighting, you know, basically said, Listen, you know, he called out Ashley Theo Payne and was basically like the hell with T M C. Um, they all everybody knows I forget what he said exactly. He just took a shot at Mayweather Camp and you know, rightfully so, though. When you think about it, Mayweather was trying to get his guy to fight. Broner, Broner stood his ground and said what he said. I don't have a I don't, listen, I don't have an issue or problem with anything Broner did, to be honest with you. I think that he stood his, he stood his ground and, you know, he spoke, his, he spoke his mind about how he felt about the situation. And people, see, one thing about fans that kill me, you know, they want people to be the way they want them to be. And it always don't work like that. And you know, 
the opinion is of Leonard. The guy, you know, he's still a man, regardless of how you may act at time. But again, I think he's a lot of what he does is to get people talking and get people to watch his fights and his press conferences. And people do. They tune in and watch it because he, he knows how to put on the show. But he felt disrespected and violated by a dude he thought was cool with him. And I don't have a problem with what he did, you know. Um, then when he called out Anthony Theo Payne, and I don't have a problem with what, what he did at the press conference. I didn't, I didn't actually get into what he did at the press conference. But, you know, um, what happened there was Broner basically said, F TMT, F Ashley Theo Payne, F uh, Nate. Uh, Nate, I forget Nate's last name. He, he's part of Mayweather camp, but he trains. He trains at Ashley Theo Payne, but he basically just screwed all of them. So, at the end of the day, he spoke his mind about a situation that occurred that he didn't, he wasn't feeling, and that was Mayweather. You know, he's behind his fighter, rightfully so. He's promoting Ashley Theo Payne. But he don't have to kiss Mayweather's behind, and I respect him for that. You know, uh, I know he looks up to Floyd, but he's, you know, it's funny, and anybody out there you know, that grew up idolizing somebody or res- respecting somebody, he maybe was an uncle or, you know, a, a, a friend of the family, neighbor, teacher, whatever it may be. Sometimes when you younger, people are impressionable on you. You're like, man, damn. You know, he's thorough. I want to be like him when I get older. But then when you get older, you realize he's not as thorough as you thought he was. And, you know, think life kind of goes on. You kind of walk to, walk to the beats of your own drum. And I think that's kind of kind of what's going on with Broner. You know, he was younger, you know, a couple of years back, and Floyd was impressionable. And now, granted, Floyd is a guy you would want to model your, your, your fight. He's successful. He's one of the best fighters to ever lace up a pair of gloves. But at the same time, you can be your own man. And I think Broner is realizing that like, you don't have to do, you don't have to be Joe familiar with guys, you know. Um, you can still, you can be cool with somebody, you can respect somebody, but you don't have to be all up under them to the point where it's like you want to be a clone. Like, and I think he was doing that early on. They being Adrian Broner, Broner, he was trying to be Floyd Mayweather, and I think he's finally realizing that he don't have to do that. He can just be himself. I respect dude for that, but all that being said, this fight is a joke and it's a mismatch. Now, anything can happen in boxing. But Floyd, I mean, excuse me, Broner, first of all, asked Theo Payne, like, what did he do to earn a shot at fighting Adrian Broner, you know, other than being a TNT member? And Roberto, it shed some light on this, hopefully. <laughs> What's going on, my dude? Yo, what up, man? What up, man? Oh, nothing, man. Just you know, just 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 recapping the uh, the soap opera of the TMT versus AB ah. <laughs> press conference that took place this week, and uh, Adrian Broner kind of stepped out and like I'm on my own. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's it was you know the writing's kind of been on the wall for like a long while, right? It, it, right, it's, no uh, yeah. You know they're. they're they're I, attempting to sell the fight, and I get I get all that, yeah. but um, you know, we, there's a lot of there's a lot more truth to their whole. I don't know. I, I don't know if you call it a falling out. I mean, maybe, but it, it's just it, it's just very funny how um, everything's you know being played out, and it's almost like you said, it's like a soap opera that Floyd is like kind of like with this smirk on his face, like you know. This is great. Let's 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 promote this fight. That's as much as I see as it is. Though both Theophane and and, and uh, Broner are familiar with one another, as far as both training at Floyd's gym and uh, Theophane not liking Broner and vice versa. So how that plays out in the ring, we'll see. Right. Yeah. I mean, I only brought it up because it was the press conference this week. I know we'll be talking about that later, but. It is what it is. You know, Broner is going to be Broner. And you know, I think it's a little love-hate relationship between him and Mayweather. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But before you, I know we got a lot of fights coming up this weekend. This is actually probably one of the best weekends we probably had in a while coming up this Saturday. This is like a fight fan Saturday. 
You know, not yeah. spectacular names, but it's like good fights if you're a boxing fan type of fight. But um, last weekend, you know, um, we had kind of a foreshadow what the future may look like with two promising young stars, and Felix Rodeo and Terrence Crawford. Um, yep. Let's start with the Felix Rodeo fight. Like, what did you see in him? Is, is the belief still there, or do you think maybe, you know, some growing needs still needs to be done there. Uh, I think it's just at this point putting him in there with top level opposition. I mean, he did fight an undefeated fighter who, granted, none of us really knew who he was. Fought most of right. Brazil. Um, I think if anything, he got some rounds under him. You know, he, he you know he he looked good. You know, it, it, it's it's not patient. It wasn't a performance that like I, I was running you know, home about, but at the same time, we know how good he is, and, and right. similar to Spence, <clears throat> where mm-hmm. now we're going to see, like, what he's made of against, like, a little, uh, a, a little more of the, the top tier, even though I don't know if people consider Algeria that, but uh, he looks, I mean, for Dejo, again, man, uh, you talked about it, we talked about it, he, he's got a mountain on his back <laughs> by the name of Puerto Rico. Uh, so you know you got to think there's a lot of pressure on him, but as far as from the from the eye test, he looks like he's the goods. You know it's just that big test when they get in there with top level guys. You know? No, I agree with you. I thought that he looked. You know one thing, and you and I always talk about the the the, the uh, temperament of a fighter. You know, um, in the ring and the behavior, the way he behaves in the ring, and not anti and anxious. Um, just to kind of go off track a little bit, one of the guys I never was sold on and never bought into was Gary Russell Jr. And the reason why I never was sold on him is because of his temperament. You know, he fights very anti and unrelaxed. And we all know when when young fighters fight like that, they're bound to make a mistake. You know, because everything is rushed. Where Rodejo, and even Spence, to his credit, even though we haven't seen him really fight anybody yet, it's it's a, it's a relaxed fighting style, almost like beyond their years. It's a more ma- of a mature fighting style. You know, it's, it starts behind, it starts with a jab, and, and it's all about body punches. It just looks yeah. relaxed and calm and, and poised, and they're systematically you know breaking guys down. And granted, Rodejo, like you said, it wasn't like he went all bombs out on uh, Silva, but it was a relaxed, like you said, he needs rounds under your belt, experience game, and, um, you know, just fighting, just behaving like a boxer in the ring. And I think that's key to a young fighter, you know, not to fight, you know, because you see it all the time with you, a lot of young fighters, they, they're, they're in a rush, like they're, like they're running late for, for class or something, you know? <laughs> Yep. You know, Floyd, Floyd has a fighter who I don't care a little bit for. Um, Javante Davis, who everybody's kind of like kind of jumping on the bandwagon. He looks like another broner to me. Just one of these athletic guys that's more athletic than the older dudes that he's fighting. And, you know, he's just, just, just all athleticism, you know. And that only can take you but so far. But anyhow, but Rodejo, uh, I agree with you uh, with your assessment. I just, you know, it's it's so a lot, you know. <laughs> we know we're here where we need to, where we were going to find out anything. But the eye test show you that the kid can fight. He knows he knows what he's doing. Definitely. definitely. Um. So <laughs> so uh, I guess the the meat yeah. and potatoes of the night the, was. Uh, you know, leading from the, you know, obviously uh, leading in from the from the press conference, you know, right uh, between uh, Terrence Crawford and Hank Lundy. Well, Hank yeah. Lundy said, did, did you find it ironic that he wanted to end the right in five rounds, Terrence Crawford, when, he, when yeah, Hank Lundy yeah. told him? <laughs> that was ironic, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I, I, it, it's crazy, man. It, it's, I, I thought Terrence Crawford was going to go in exactly how he went in. Just very aggressive. Um, they get hit with some shots. I mean, look, but to give Lundy credit, man, I mean, he's he does have his moments where he does show, you know, he, he can be a sneaky counterpuncher when he wants to. And he did that a couple times in that first round. But 
and we talked when we talked last night. Um, right. Crawford showed that he knows how to adjust and he knows how to settle down when he needs to. Because if you notice in that second round, he, he wasn't getting hit as much. He was finding his range. And then mm-hmm. at the point when he did find his range, that dog or animal, whatever you want to call it, came out. And it's, it, it's, we, when we, we were talking about last night, he, he's, when people talk about throwback fighters, he reminds me a lot of the fighters from the early 80s, late 70s, who had the skill, but, like, they, they put their neck out there a little bit just because that was their temperament as fighters. Though, as we saw with Crawford, he, he, when, when needed, he can adjust and relax and then get back on his bike. Um, but, I mean, I, I think it went down like how we saw it. I mean, it was going to be an early night for the, for the most part. But, um, again, man, Crawford, another guy that, you know, you, you said it right before, who we think, at least right now, is going to be one of the big names in the sport. You know, because Canelo's the guy that everybody talks about. But, you know, when you think about some of the other guys that are, like, just beneath him, I mean – who, who knows where Crawford's going to be in the next couple of years. But, I mean, I think now it – I think, you know, with Verdejo and Spence, they, they're about to make that leap to, like, you know, the higher tier. But I think Crawford's at that point now where he's ready for the yeah, big he, he, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he, he's like he, – he's the guy, I compare to, like, if it was a corporation and everybody starts – you know, all the guys are starting out in the mail room. You know, Crawford has kind of made it up to the, the, the to that entry level position. You know, yeah. um, you know he has regular hours now. You know, he doesn't have the crazy hours. You know, and, and he's working his way up the ladder. And I just think he's a, a step ahead of those guys. Uh, where you know, Spence and them, they're still at the ground level, and you know, we're still waiting to see. But this kid Crawford, man, before you came on, you know, you and I talked about it a lot. And it was like you, you you hit it you hit the you said it kind of better than the way I wanted to say it. you wrapped it up with one bar, and it's like he's a throwback fighter and you go back people it's, it's we forget like you go back and watch even Ray Robinson you go back and watch these old tapes and these old clips of these fighters they got they they didn't mind they would get hit every now and again you know mm-hmm. but they would punish you on, on the other end. You know, they you if you hit these guys, they will punish you. And I think what happens is because people just want to compare people to the latest, greatest thing, that being Mayweather. And I just think that uh, you know people's vision their, their uh, vision get blurred. You know, yeah. they're making a yeah. proper assessment on a fighter. And it's like you watch Floyd, and it's, and, and I, before you came on, I said it's no not to either style like each style works for each fighter. You know. This particular style works for Terrence Crawford. He gets you to show his hand, and then, he, like you said, he find, he, you know he, he ranges in on you. And this is the way he's been beaten by. And I, I think that it's just remarkable, you know, how he does it, um, especially with the fact that if he wanted to, he could fight like a Floyd, you know, or a Purnell type of style where he's not getting hit at all. And he chooses to make it exciting. You know, he wants to make it an exciting, and, you know, he wants to get guys out of there. He don't care. You know, the old boxing terms carrying a fighter. He don't carry guys. He yeah. He carry yeah. these guys. If he he wants to take you out. Know, he could. Yeah. Yeah. Carry these guys and just punish them for 12 rounds and make it look easy. But, you know, he gets these guys out of there, and, you know, it's a shame because, you know, you and I talked about possible matchups that we probably won't get a chance to see. Obviously, Postal's out there. Um, you know, they, they brought up Provotnikov as a name for him, but I read today that that may be a bluff move on top ring part. Who the hell knows what's going to happen next for Crawford? He's a guy that just kind of brings his lunch pail and punches in his time clock and go to and go to work, you know. So, you know, we don't know what's going to happen next for uh, Crawford, you know. But I think he will be a welterweight very soon. I do believe that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's probably pointless to understand Junior Welterweight if there's nobody to fight there. Yeah, if they can't get him to fight, I mean, like I, we were, I was telling you this article about 
Aram wanting to put Broner in, or he wanted to put Crawford in there with Broner, and, and you know he'd work with Al Heyman for that fight, which you know no brainer on his end. But yeah, um, right, right, yeah, you know, it's, I think the reality of that is, you know, when you look at um, that division, you know, when you look at the division and who he could really fight. I mean, I think the only fight that sticks out is pa- the Pasto fight, and that's a un- and, and that's a unification fight. So. Right. Uh, there is, I mean, Aram said something along the lines about, because um, he promotes uh, Postal too, I believe. And H- I think you know, he does. Yeah, yeah and there's this, there's this whole thing with HBO, and it's partially why the Lomachenko-Walters fight is being shot to Showtime from Aram. Uh, they, they have no interest, per se, in pushing either Postal or Lomachenko. So... Right. You know, be, it creates now a situation where it's like, okay, well, what did they present HBO with the Crawford Postal fight, which for boxing fans is a big fight, and I think it, for for HBO World Championship Boxing, you know, main event. I mean, I think that would be a you know a pretty big fight for the casuals to watch, but um, that's the fight that makes the most sense. After that. Or if he can't land that, I would probably go to 147 because right. it's really a ghost town in relation to who he could really fight. Um, he, I guess, you know, there's Matisse is still there, too, and there's Herrera. Um, well, Herrera and Matisse are fighting on the undercard of Canelo, uh, uh, Canelo Khan. So I'm a, that might, that's another option. But I would say after this year, I think 2017, I think he makes his um, – He's move up to welterweight. Yeah, man, he might fight Alvarez. Who knows? So, right? <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, man. It, you never – listen, man. The way things are going now, you never know. I'll, yeah. I don't rule out anything. And I'm being – I'm joking. I'm, I'm, it's tongue-in-cheek that I threw that out there, but I'm like, hey, you never know. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. I, right. You never know, but... Yeah, well, especially not, or even, or even like, you think Crawford in, like, two... See, the, the crazy thing is, is, I think that's a realistic fight, it, it, like, right. in, in the real world, like, in about three years, four right, years, right, when right. Canelo's peaked, right. like, yeah, as far as, like, how far away he can go, but, like, it's like with the con fight now, yeah. you know, you think, like, maybe in two, three years, that might have been a fight, because I thought right. about that, you know, I was like, yeah, that might be a fight, because... Yeah. You think about, like, the fights Cotto had and, and Floyd and Manny. Like, you wouldn't – if we said, like, 10 years ago that Manny and Cotto and Mosley and all these people were going right, to fight, right. we're like, yeah, right. You know, it's, it's yeah, like yeah. you never know, but it is funny that, like, a fight like Khan and Canelo is happening this soon, and you're like, well, damn, man. So you you kind of think, like, you know, at this point, you like, you never know, man. Like, if, if the if – the, the check is there, and they're presenting the money. You know, like at, at least with Khan, he saw the the dollar signs. He's like, you know what? I'll take, I'll take that risk. What a normal but, uh, way it used to be. Like you know, guys would move up the wall to weight, then they'll eventually make their way to junior right. middleweight. You know, like De La Hoya and those guys all did when they moved up. Yeah. You know, Ike Corte, De La Hoya, Trenton, You know that whole group. You know, yeah. they gradually moved up, but um. Yeah, but um, it was it was it was it, the car was what it was. It was a, it was a, a, a one guy kind of, you know, um, getting some rounds under his belt, and another guy's pissed off because you know he wants to fight the best guys out there, and he, he's being fed, you know, um, uh, tune-up guys, you know, and so yeah. he made easy work out the guy. So the car was it was kind of lackluster, you know. Um, where like this card this weekend, you actually got like a real fight on the card, you know, and that's the Jesse Vargas and Saddam Ali fight, which I think should be the main event. <laughs> right? Why? I was actually talk to you about that. Why isn't that uh, the main event? Not only is the, I mean, well, Luis Ortiz is the interim WBA champion, but they, uh, they didn't sanction this fight, so the fight's not even for the interim title. Uh, but again, you know, they want to, they, they're wanting to push the heavyweight agenda and I get it, you know, on the end of, uh, Golden Boy and I get it, you know, Luis Ortiz, like we said, man, is like that boogeyman in the division. Um, when you got like Anthony Joshua and Chris Martin fighting and then Klitschko and, uh, Fury about to rematch Wilder Povetkin, you know, figuring that whole thing out. 
or teams is that that one guy that everybody's looking from their corner of you know the corner of their eye, like maybe hoping he loses a fight here or there to kind of take him out of the picture because um, I got a chance to see some training footage of him today. Like he was doing just some light workouts before the fight. And, wow, man! Like this, this this guy's a problem, man. Like I mean. I'm looking forward to this weekend and seeing how he does against Tony Thompson, who, you know, he should be heavily favored over. Um, right. But, I, again, at the same time, to me, man, I think the Ali, the Saddam Ali versus um, Jesse Vargas fight should be the main event because it is for now, I mean, a vacated world title, right. being that uh, the WBO title got vacated from uh, Timothy Bradley. And, you know, now... It, it, you know, it's going to be in this fight, you know, they're going to crown the new champion. So I think for both guys, I mean, if you think about it, um, more so with Saddam Ali, he, this is his biggest opportunity to date. Jesse Vargas is coming off that, uh, I mean, a loss to Timothy Bradley in which he, you know, uh, a la Pravonikov almost knocked him out in the end. Um, but I think for either guy, it is, I mean, if you think about it, man, it's, it's a, a little bit of a launch pad. Uh, right. As far as like being a title holder in that division, um, in the era post Floyd Mayweather, you know when you think about, um, you know Keith Thurman is the WBA champion. They got to settle that whole thing with with him and Porter, and then you know there's Danny there, and then there's Kell Brook, and then yeah, now this would be him. wow, right? Yeah, uh, and then, and then and you know this would be that fourth piece, you know so. Um, I'm looking forward to that fight, man. I mean, I've been somebody who's been wanting Saddam Ali because I've been following him for a while. I've been wanting him to get, like, these opportunities uh, or at least this opportunity right. now. So, you know, I mean, it's um, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting fight, man. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this one, which, like, which, I again, I think should be the main event. Now, it's funny because Jesse Vargas is one of these guys that, was like the guys that we were just talking about. He was a guy that, I mean, the jury's still out on I'm not writing his career off, but he's a guy that people was kind of, you remember early on, he was being talked as a, you know, as a prospect, as, you know, being like a guy that's a bantam carrier type of guy, you know? Like, yeah. You know, and obviously he has some shortcomings, but, I mean, he's a prime example of what, I, what we were just talking about. But, um, I'm going. I'm. I'm. I'm going with Saddam. I think this is Saddam Ali's fight to lose. I think personally. I agree. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going with um, Saddam in this fight. Um. And who else do we got? Yeah, Luis Luis Ortiz on the card, right? Him and Tony. Right. Him and yeah. Him and Tony Thompson. Him and Tony um, Thompson. That'll that'll be the main event. That'll be the main and, event. Whatever. I, I kind of just kind of retract what we talked about. Why. Why isn't it, why isn't this the um, headline? I kind of get what they're doing. Why they are making they want more exposure for Ortiz because they kind of want him to be the guy that could potentially dethrone Deontay Wilder. You know, so mm-hmm. even though we all know <laughs> the red tape that needs to get cut for that fight to happen, but show, they, the the heavyweight division has a spark again, and. You know, everybody's playing. You know, showing off their new toy with the in the division, and Luis Ortiz is the new toy out the box that they want to show off to everybody. And I think that's yep. kind of and you know, heavyweights. I mean, even though it's not what it was, and you know, little guys is kind of the new big guys on the block. But big guys still sell, especially a guy like Ortiz. Heavyweight guys, boxing wow. will always sell. Yeah, heavyweight will boxing sell. will always sell to to the casual public because it will always sell. Nice. You know, right? Versus some 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 fringe guys or some in the middle range Walter weights that a lot of people don't know nothing about. So, I think that um that probably the, I thought about it as you were talking. I said that's probably the rationale. Uh, behind why they put the fight on as the headliner. And then I think about it. Well, you think too, man. I mean, like, you, you, you think about um, Golden Boy's overall stock of guys, man, and, and, you know, he doesn't have a lot of superstars outside of Canelo mm-hmm. Alvarez, you know, and even when you think about big names, uh, Lucas Matisse comes to mind. But, you know, 
he doesn't have a lot of names to tag along to. So it's, you know, it does make sense. Again, being, you know, the heavyweight division now is, it has light again. You know, he's got, he's got a major piece, you know? So, I mean, it make, I, I, I agree. It makes a lot of sense. It's just, it's just kind of weird. Uh, and I mean, and mind you, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm watching both fights, but you know, I think the world title fight uh, should be up there. And on top of the fact that you know they can really push the Dama Lee um, as one of their top guys as well. But um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, to uh, I mean, that, and that's on HBO. <laughs> you know, right, on the other right. side of the pond, we got we got a. Uh, we got our our, our man J Rock, who's gonna be uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yep. He said he, and, you know, he said um, he will come, you know, he'll come back and bless the stage again after his fight. So, um, that should be a good card too. I like what what they what they did over there with that card. You know, some young fighters, yeah. stuff in the slot, man, and um, that should be pretty interesting as well. Um, what what else? What up? News wise, any still no news on Thurman Porter? We're still I mean, there's still fun, yeah, fun, well, we're, we're still stuck in a, uh, in neutral. Yeah, they uh, they pretty much uh, has stated, you know, they're waiting. They're gonna wait for Thurman, you know. So I don't know how long that that's gonna take as far as you know when Thurman's gonna be back in the you know back in the picture. But uh, I, I'm a, I have to think this would be. Somewhat of a, a let, I mean, it's obviously a letdown, but you know, you got to think for for Sean Porter, man. I mean, you you've gone through all this training and everything, and now there's uh, you you're gonna be having to wait longer and then get back into the mode of training. You know, that sometimes can I, I'm not zap you, but just take you out of your rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but I mean, there's really nothing. I mean, nothing concrete. I mean, I think the biggest news, well, I don't want to call it news, but I mean, I guess it's making headlines now. And, you know, what I text you in ROD today is, you know, just little blurbs coming out of the um, the Canelo Com press conference, which there's one about to happen in a few, uh, which is the LA press conference. It's going to be at 9, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, time, Eastern Standard Time. Um, you know, naturally, he's going to get grilled by the media, meaning Canelo. Right. Uh, I, you know, because of the fact that, you know, number one, he's fighting Amir Khan, uh, a fight that a lot of us, you know, when I broke the news to you guys, you're like, what? <laughs> you know, like, huh? <laughs> I'm still in shock. I'm still, like, waiting for the, you know, the punchline. Yeah. So then... He just started, you know, the, the nat, you know, naturally questions such as, you know, why is this fight at 155? And, you know, he, he made a statement uh, saying that Khan wanted at 155 because he wanted to fight for the middleweight title. And part of me was like, okay, you know. And then right, right, right. what really, really, like, raised the eyebrows when they were, ba- when he basically, you know, he just basically said, and, and and I agree for the most part as far as you know as far as Golovkin's concerned. I mean, he's the the major piece in that equation. We get it. But then he starts saying things like he's not a real middleweight, and you know, right, have, right, has to, you know. And I'm like, oh boy. Which leads me to believe <laughs> <laughs> that right. we may not be seeing this fight that soon on top of the fact that him, even Canelo mentioned today that um, he doesn't know if the fight's going to get made this year. And I, I, no. it's like, oh, oh, boy. And I'll tell you what, but listen, though, think about it, though. What's, the, what's his purse for this con fight? Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's up there, right? I mean, Khan's, Khan's getting like $8 million. Yeah. So and I don't, Canelo's getting like twelve, maybe? No, that's what I'm saying. So, listen... So if he's getting twelve million to fight Khan, right? And you know, you and I joked about Terrence Crawford earlier, but we don't know who else is out there that could. They, they say they can kind of make whatever fight. I think what, what will probably be best for for Alvarez is the fight is somewhat competitive. And the only reason why I'm saying it is because if it is competitive, then they can go find somebody else out of the norm that you know 
It doesn't really make sense. Right. But it's like, all right, let's make this fight. Look, you saw the time, dude. And, you know, it'll continue to make money, and and he can continue to kind of go down this path without, you know, kind of going anywhere near Canal, excuse me, Triple J, and hoping at that point, well, maybe Triple G moves on, he gets frustrated, and just kind of leaves the division altogether, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's just a thought that could that could take place. Or they could bring him down and wait. That's another thought. Well, the interesting. Um, there, there, there was a, somebody had tweeted the WBC, whoever runs their uh, their Twitter account, and they were saying like, "What's up with the 155? You know, you're gonna make a belt for Canelo too for that weight." And whoever responded, you know, courtesy of the WBC, said if they, the you know. The, the the WBC middleweight title is at 160. It's between 155. It's it's over 155 and under 160. But if there is some type of clause that Golden Boy works out, that the fight is at 155, and either one of the guys come in at 160, that the WBC is going to sanction the fight anyway. Right. So I was like, hmm. Wow. <laughs> so I guess we just got to hold our breath and just wait. Yeah. Whole, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. the most part, man. I mean, still just, I, you know, you made a good point. I mean, I think it, a, lo- a lot is going to determine how Canelo looks against Khan because if he blasts Khan out there in, in nine, or, or I don't even say nine, but he's like five, six rounds, right? then the call for that fight's going to be. The fight like, is going to be immediately. Yeah, it's imminent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, especially if Golovkin mows through Dominic Wade. Now, Here's another scenario. I mean, not that both guys would lose, but it could be a situation where Dominic Wade, Golovkin Wade turns into like a closer fight than people think, a la, or, or, or maybe the same thing happens there. And then the fight, at least for the boxing fans, I don't think they'd be so hard-pressed to like uh, say, you know, they were, they'd be calling for that fight right away as opposed to both mowing down their opponents and then they have nobody to fight but each other and then they go to fight other people. You know, that's where it's excusable, I suppose. But, like, I think a lot of us are on the boat believing that both fights are going to end up in wins for both guys. So it's just now really on the WBC, if they're going to they're gonna have him, they're, they're going to strip the title from Canelo. Because there is a person that's going to take place May 30th, depending on you know, whatever happens. Yeah. So, yeah. K2's 1-0 this year with the purse bid. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Well, I guess we just, yeah, it's one of those things we just got to wait and see what happens. I mean, there's really nothing we can do. Um, you know, um, a good con showing, I'm telling you, it, it changes everything. But uh, yep. we'll, we'll 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 wait and see what happens with that. Um, anything else before we wrap up? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. We're just uh, we're now kind of like getting into the, you know, the the springtime of the fights, you know, because it's like February was like that dead month, and even right. with Thurman Porter being canceled, it, it, I mean, like there's two, you know, there's HBO and Showtime cards this weekend. We got Ward and Barrera later this month which I'm really looking forward to. And I believe there's some Fox Sports dates. But, I mean, yeah, man, we're... we're I, th- I think through this month, uh, like towards the end of the month, they're going to really start to pump up the, the whole Canelo Khan fight. And wait, there, 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 there's these two guys named Manny Pacquiao and Tim Bradley. That are fighting oh, yeah, I totally forget that. How about that? <laughs> Isn't that funny how that fight's getting no juice? Yo, that's crazy. I mean, look, I mean, that's, naturally, it's, it's like it's not, almost a, yeah. right. It's almost like it's not even happening. Yo, but we we talked about t- I we were, t- we were texting each other, man. Like, uh, I don't like what I'm hearing out of Pacquiao's camp, man. And again, like we hear stories a lot, and a lot of it's half truths, half lies, and everything, but. You had a great analogy the other night when you said he's what he's like the high school student that just he, he's like three grades removed and he's still hanging around the high school. Uh, yeah, up. man, he's 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 wants yeah he wants to yeah it's like that kid, you know like you know like or even or even like you know those kids who graduated. Right. And, that's you know, I mean. Yeah. 
and, and they they still want to come out and hang out with this with the juniors and the sophomores and the seniors right, and everything, right. and it's just like, all right, yo, like. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I well, I, I think that, I mean, I think they're doing a twenty. I don't even think they're doing a a full twenty four seven for this fight. No, not that I not to recall, no and buzz. I don't see why they would. And why has uh, Teddy Allen been so quiet? I, I feel like we would hear more from him. Yeah, well, you know, like, I mean, you know the thing with Teddy, man, like, a lot of it, too, is, like, um, the night of the fight, the corner, made the press okay. conference. I got you. That's more but, of but I'm sure, I'm sure the Teddy show is going to start pretty soon. I was going to say, I'm sure. I'm sure it's well written. We'll see yeah. what happens, man. Um, so we'll be back next Monday, man. Hopefully, you know, we'll be uh, – We'll be in a new slot. Excuse me, next Tuesday we'll be in a new new all together format. We'll be heading over to Blog Talk Radio. Check us out on Instagram for more about that. Um, but that's our show for the night, man. We we appreciate everybody whoever came out and, and chimed in with us, chopped it up with us for the night. And uh, we'll be back next next Tuesday, nine thirty, our regular time, and I'm recapping these fights this Saturday and talking about the fights coming up. We got some. We do got some fights coming up. Although one was canceled, we do have others. Yeah. All right, so that's our show, Garage Grow Boxing. Peace. Peace.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.